it's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. It's good to be with you. A bit warmer weather than what we're used to when we're recording these podcasts, of course, off-season podcasts coming your way. We like to do one a year at this time of, of the season, and this is the season. Um, so holiday greetings out there. I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka, back with you for the Supercoach Professionals. Ryan MS joining uh, me here. Ryan, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. I've enjoyed a little bit of a break. I know that the Rugby League World Cup's on, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's been nice to take a couple of steps back just, just for the off-season. Uh, Peter Hanscom joining us as well. How are you, Pete? Yeah, good. Thanks, Paul. It's um, come to the end of a very long Rugby League season, but the good news is there's only three months to go until 2018 kicks off, so uh, counting down the days. And Andrew Molina-Rowley, I don't know if he's in hiding there in Manly with the salary cap stuff or, or what, no, but seriously, he's <laughs> he's um, very busy leading up to Christmas, so he wasn't able to, to join us on this one. He'll, he'll, of course, be back for our pre-season podcasts in the new year. But, Pete, I may as well stay with you. You went up to the Rugby League World Cup final. You, you watched, watched it, as you said, was a long season, but you stuck at it well for us and what did what did you gain out of it from a supercoach perspective any hidden gems there for some of those second tier nations that are probably you could say overperformed at least a couple of them well yeah i guess you could say that you know uh, as we know uh, teams like fiji and tonga you know performed probably above expectations with their respective defeats of new zealand um, New Zealand, you, you know, you more or less reflected the Warriors' form, really, um, just underperformed, just didn't, you know, just didn't meet expectations. Uh, yeah, Fiji and Tonga just showed, uh, uh, both of them showed a real lot of spirit, I thought. Um, Taumalolo, of course, you know, he's, he's not flying under the radar in supercoach terms by any means, but he's just stuff. proved that he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a champion player and, you know, in all, in all respects, and, you know, he's a, one of the destroyers there of New Zealand. Uh, in the final for between England and Australia, one of the best perform, uh, defensive performances I've seen by England against Australia in my, in my lifetime, I have to, I'd have to say. Probably the best English defensive performance before we got on reckon. But um, they, yeah, only letting in one try. Um, you know, I thought Witter played particularly well. I was keeping an eye on his kicking game, which was pretty good. Um, they played reasonably well across the park, lacking a, lacking a halfback, and they really missed one of the super guns or previous guns was George Hodgson. Josh Hodgson, I should say, he got a bad knee injury the week before, I think. And uh, but yeah, there's um, there might be a couple to, to keep their eye on for for um, for the new season, um, and I'm sure some players will really gain some some confidence out of playing for the for the second tier nations. You know, they said there was a lot of pride in that, like Tedesco for Italy, for example. You know, loved it. Um, uh, Lafayette for, for Saints playing for uh, for Samara as well as another one and quite a few others. So yeah, I'm sure it'll improve a lot of the players moving forward. I thought Tamalolo just again stamping his authority, Ryan. Like he's just going to be a must own, isn't he? Going into the round one, I mean, you sort of pick him before you even look at the rest of your your team. Yeah, yeah, he'd take up whatever amount of salary cap you have. He's taken up that. That first spot, and then you can fill your team around him. Basically, he's going to be he's going to be picked by about ninety percent of players, I would say. 
Yeah, um, it should be in the, anyway. in the early rounds. Yeah, well, you should be, yeah. Um, and then the difference is going to be you have Tamalolo and different players to to each to each other team. But um, yeah, he's definitely the first pick. And I liked how James Graham played, and I thought he was a bit below his usual. I know a lot of people look at him around the buy rounds. It's a bit different this year. We'll go in that later in the show. Spoiler alert. But I think you know he's someone yeah, on the back of what he did. Um, for England and just the fact going to a, a new team, I think it's going to freshen him up. He could be he could be a little bit undervalued, but again, we'll go through that. The prices are out, etc. Um, a little bit later in the show, but let's look now at, at these player movements, I guess, and a good segue there because there's some interesting ones. There's been a lot of player movements, more than we're used to. I think it just seems to get more and more every year, and just rugby league's more and more in the news in the off season every year. It seems. Um, start with the Broncos, Jack Bird going up there. You know, there's going to be some eyes on him. Matt Lodge, I think, is an interesting one. If you sort of, you know, <laughs> you're going to be scratching your, your head, I guess, morals-wise as well, if you wanted to pick him up, but he could be good value. Patrick Margo, you know, there's another guy from the Cowboys that we might see a bit more of. And the reason why Lodge and, and Margo get a mention is, uh, look at the losses, Jairo, Adam Blair, Herman SASA, not massive names by any mean, but st- any means, but still that's a bit of depth gone there. They lose Hunt and Moga as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, I think, um, which of the the young forwards step up. Pete, maybe Tavita Pengai Jr., maybe Joff and Han- Han- Goway, or maybe, you know, maybe even Matt Lodge. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see, um, well, you know, Bennett doesn't usually make many dud buys, um, and yet keep an eye on someone like Matt Lodge, who, you know, I think he's recognised as a reasonably talented player, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes up there, see how many minutes he gets early on. Um, now you've got some staples in that Brisbane pack like Matt Gillett, you know, there's basically an 80-minute player or close to, but, you know, with as you said, with the others going, it's opened up some space there, so it's a bit watch this space. Interesting with Jack, with Jack Bird, though, that there's the big news that uh, there's a bit of a war between Cronulla and Brisbane. Uh, so a lot of people might not realise that rugby league contracts uh, end on October 31st, so someone like Jack Bird, who's moving clubs, was with Cronulla till October 31st, when he's reported up to Brisbane, Brisbane has said, hang on a minute, you've got a shoulder injury. And Brisbane have accused Cronulla of not um, doing everything they could to manage Jack Bird's injury. Uh, so just be a little careful with Jack Bird because early on next year, he it looks like they reckon at this stage that he may not play the first few rounds of next year because of that shoulder injury. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Something will be... Chatting to Pat Lyons there from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, heading into the new year, that's for sure. Matt Lodge, 208900 Sounds like a lot, but as we'll talk about a bit later on in the show, Supercoach have changed their prices in line with the increased salary cap in real life. Um, so 208 is one of the lowest, 164 is the lowest. So you're going to probably get a big bargain there. The Raiders, some fringe guys like Brad Abbey, you know, we've looked at in the past, Craig Garvey, he's probably, you know, I know the injury Pete alluded to earlier with Josh Hodgson, you know, there could be something there. Charlie Gubb, Saliva, Havili. 
but not big names. They haven't lost anyone of note either that's really going to put a hole in their lineup. So probably not a team we're necessarily looking at right now with, as far as changes are concerned. The Bulldogs, well, they've got a couple of big names coming, Kieran Ford and Aaron Woods, with Josh Reynolds and James Graham departing. Easy swaps there. I guess Clay Priest, you know, there's no Sam Cassiano anymore. Maybe he's, he's a hard worker. Maybe if he gets more minutes, he could be underpriced. Um, the Sharks, Josh Dugan, Aaron Gray, Matt Moylan, these are all guys that have super coach upside. Um, and, you know, before mentioned Jack Bird leaving, Jared Beal also leaving, that opens up the door for Gray and Dugan to both potentially start, although with Moylan there as well, you know, maybe Gray, it's a little bit more difficult for him. Um, and that will be another one to monitor. The Titans is an interesting one. Jai Arrow and Keegan Hipgrave join. Two young players from the Broncos, Ryan, that have a ton of talent. And with guys like Ignatius Parsi, Chris McQueen and Lever Haipulu leaving, there's a chance that they'll get decent minutes too. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I think they probably will end up getting more minutes than they probably would have in, in, other, in other sides. But it's just um, it's one of those things where you just have to make sure that yeah, before the season starts that you're watching them and, you know, you've got watching the pre-season and all that kind mm. of stuff. It's going to be harder because this year without the nines. We've enjoyed the nines from that perspective and, and you know, the pre-season, how seriously a team's going to take it. Not I'm saying that the nines were that serious. That was one of the criticisms, but certainly from an attacking standpoint and a lot of the super coach stats are attacking-based, it was serious, you know, um, <laughs> one-sided, but helped us out. And, and finding out whether these young players are going to get a go or not, I think it's going to be a bit more tricky and I guess more reason to lean on these services that we other guys provide and, and the predictor as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cannot agree more with that one. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough uh, prediction early in the season. Should also mention Michael Gordon heading there. Of course, Jared Hayne going to Parramatta. Do you think Gordon, he was a bit of a points wizard at the Roosters and therefore super coach wise had some good days. Can he do that with the Titans or is it going to be harder without the, the same quality in front of him? Um, from my perspective, I think that Michael Gordon is a class player. The, I think it's um, for the Titans, they're one of the teams to watch this year. I don't think I don't think they necessarily make the eight, but I think without the influence of Jared Hayne and putting all that stuff behind them and with the new coach there, he's got a reputation apparently as a bit of a disciplinarian. I think that um, I think it's a, a really good thing and, and to have Michael Gordon there at the back is a good stabilising influence and I think he's, he's likely to get some decent points here. A young bloke there called Ash Taylor and you've alluded to other players there that, that come in there. I think, you know, um, why he won't be up the top of the point scoring again, and I think he'll he'll do very well there. I think it'll be um, I think it'll go very well. One to watch there. Another one to watch. Let's look at um, Manly's gains now. Lachlan Croker, I think, um, got a bit of potential coming up from the Raiders. We're hearing that um, the money with that salary cap issue for a guy like Todd Carney, they were looking at. Um, probably not going to get him anymore. Trent Hodkinson, probably not going to get him. So maybe Croker with Blake Green leaving to the Warriors gets a shot at five eight. And we've seen. They've struggled with big men, so Kelepai Tanganoa, who had a, had a mid-season transfer, and as well Jack Gozhevsky from Souths. Not big names, but if they're cheap enough and they're getting a starting role or off-the-bench role, you may just be filling out your 25 with them. The Storm, they've got Ryan Hoffman going back there. Um, a couple of young guys with big, 
pedigree names, Cooper Johns and Billy Walters also. Um, maybe you're just putting them in your little black book. They do lose Cooper Cronk, obviously, Slade Griffin, Toho Harris, Jordan McLean. So we'll be looking at guys like Joe Stimson, Brody Croft, Brandon Smith. Whether these guys get a bit more opportunity um, down the line, that that's what we'll be keeping an eye on more next year, um, at the start of next year. The Warriors, well, we just spoke about um, Tahu Harris leaving Melbourne to go. So the Warriors, Ignatius Parsi, Leverhai Pulu, could be interesting ones at least to have on your watch list. Um, they lose their entire pack. Gubb, Hoffman, Lilliman, Madalino, Thompson, only Mannering sticking around um, there and Lissoni. So, you know, these these other forwards that have come there, and Parsi and Pulu in particular, and Harris, who's been a super coach gun, not credited with the centre and winger this year um, according to those early prices that have been released. That's going to be a blow for him, um, to be fair. The Knights, this is going to be an interesting one. Um, Herman SASA, Slade Griffin, Aidan Guerra, Tautai Moga, Mitchell Pierce, Caelan Ponga, Connor Watson. A lot of players going there, Ryan. Is there any that, that you say that could really be a super coach gun or is it more a case that they're just building up their depth? and still difficult to, to find within the new crop anyway. Well, I think out of the new crop, the two that are probably the most relevant, who I think will do the most good for the Knights anyway, um, Ponga and Connor Watson. Uh, I think that those guys will obviously get the start um, and I think they'll be pretty influential um, in how they play. Uh, obviously, with Mitchell Pearce, they're... Um, being the experienced half, uh, but not only the experienced half, a half that could probably uh, win you games in those tight situations. Uh, they might, yeah, form a bit of a, uh, you know, a combination with, uh, like, uh, Watson comes from the Roosters anyway, but um, with Ponga, there's, you probably play fullback and Watson might play 5A. It's just, yeah. So I think there might be um, a bit of a link there. It's interesting because they've lost Gagai and then a few guys more fringe, but backs Elliot Wardle, Peter Mataudia. So they're going to need these guys to step in their place. So Ponga and Moga should get good opportunity. We've seen them both do well um, when they get the chance, super coach wise Forwards, I like that Tyrone Amy, but not a lot of Knights forwards have, have moved on. I don't know whether the opportunity's there, but he might force the issue. He reminds me a bit of Cohen Hess, so he'll be one to watch. The Cowboys, speaking of Cohen Hess, well, very few um, you know, big changes for them. Just Jordan McLean coming. I think looking at those prices, Matt Scott's very cheap going into this year. He could be one purely just not that he's a big a big scorer, but just at his price to have for opening kickoff. McLean could get a lot of opportunities where well. we already mentioned Tamalalo earlier in the show. Parramatta Eels, where they get Kane Evans and Jared Hayne. That was the big announcement. Semi Raj Radra leaving. We're not sure where Hayne will play. Probably in the centres. I guess there's a wing spot open as well. Um, after last year, it's hard to really think of him as any any going anywhere near him, super coach wise. The Panthers are an interesting swap. Maloney comes over. Matt Moylan leaves. Um, not sure how that will affect things. Maloney's never really been a noted super coach scorer, despite being a goal kicker. So maybe there's not a lot there, Penrith-wise. Souths, we mentioned Dane Gagai leaving the Knights. He's going there. No Bryson Goodwin, Aaron Gray. Does open up for guys like Fumaona or Talakai, but we weren't that impressed with them last year, so not sure, even if they are playing 80 minutes in the centres, that they're really going to be super coach relevant. 
Interesting with the Dragons, I know I mentioned, mentioned James Graham with the World Cup earlier, um, him and Ben Hunt going there, losing Dugan and Packer. Pete, you're our resident Dragon. I mean, this is going to be an interesting one with those two new buyers, and the fact Dugan leaving opens the door even further for Matt Dufty. Absolutely. I was wondering whether you're going to mention Dufty. I think he's a, he's a good special for next year. Um, um, see how much he is. I think that yeah, he's... He's going to have first dibs on, on the fullback spot next year. Um, you know, he looked quite impressive towards the end of last year, I thought. Uh, some people think he's a bit small for first grade, but I think they'll they'll definitely give him a go. Um, looking forward to Ben Hunt. I think he could be, um, all bias aside, I think he could be a bit of a gun super coach-wise. I think. And um, I think that Widdop could have a really decent season with, um, with Hunt there. He's had to do a lot more previously, whereas I think having Hunt there, he'll... It'll allow uh, Widdop to play his own game a bit. So I think Widdop will, will may even get some more points there in Supercoach as well. 490,700. Dufty's not going to come cheap when he really came on late last year. Of course, as I said earlier, those Supercoach prices are all inflated. So it's not as bad as it sounds. It's probably more around a 400,000 of last year's standard. It's about 490, maybe even a bit less. Um, we're seeing prices well in, in excess of 600000 with the big, big names um, there. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, let me talk about the Supercoach changes in a little bit. Um, Sydney Roosters, Cooper Cronk, James Tedesco, massive names. Um, Gordon and Pierce leaving, so they're straight swap-outs. Ryan, Cronk's never been that Supercoach relevant, but he does help people outside him like Billy Slater. Tedesco's already a massive gun. Temper that with the fact that we don't usually like to put big stock in players moving clubs on the initial season. They've moved. It's backfired in the past. The Roger Tuivasa Sheks and Isaac Luke. I know it's the Warriors, but it's not only to the Warriors. I mean, Jared Hayne to the Titans, you know. Um, <laughs> Tedesco, Ryan, is is, is he going to improve having Kronk inside him or or is, is his cap already so high he can only really go down? Um, that's a it's a tough one that one. Uh, look, I I think you probably stay about the same, but I think um, that Tedesco will probably get a bit more uh, in the realm of try assists um, as opposed to straight tries. Uh, well, that's based on the way the Roosters played last year. I mean, it may change when you get a when you get a gun like Tedesco at fullback. You may just you know totally change your attacking structure as well. Um, but with Kronk there, you'd think that um, he'd be hunting a lot of kicks um, off the off the edge of uh, him, and um, yeah. So, so I think he'd probably end up the same. Um, depends how he settles in, of course. It's, it's all speculation until you see him play. It's interesting because Kiri, Kronk, and Tedesco can both play both sides of the ruck all play both sides of the ruck. So how they're going to structure... The structure could be very unique um, next year and, and guys yeah. popping up all over the place and it could almost be just a mismatch. And, and it's a bit of a spoiler alert because we're, we're about to go to the draw. We've just got to talk about West Tigers gains and losses. Brian, you've been looking at that as well. And I know the Roosters come up flashing green light. You know, green light is go so from that perspective. So we'll get to that in a second. But West Tigers gains... Madalino McQueen, Tane Milne, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Russell Packer, Josh Reynolds, there's a lot more there, but we're just trying to narrow it down, supercoach worthy. Obviously losing Woods, Seaman Fagai out of their pack. Tedesco from the back, Lola here moves back there. There's a few guys that have some 
supercoach potential, um, but or even the guys last year, Pete, like Eisenhuth and Twor, which impressed. There is something there, but but maybe not not completely obvious. Those two fellows that you mentioned, Eisenhuth and, and Twor, last year, they they really really came on, and I think. Um, they could be they could become uh, real guns this year. I, I really like the way they played last year. Um, they were playing, I think they were playing um, from memory close to 80 minutes at the very end of last year. Um, and I think that Cleary might be looking to use them that way this year. Um, I do like the other players that the Tigers have brought in. You know, it's a, it's a massive loss for them losing uh, Tedesco as a massive super coach points earner at the back, as we just said. Um, but I, you know, I think that don't lose all hope. I think that uh, those players. That they've got there, I think, will do quite well for Tigers, and I think you'll get some decent supercoach players there as well. All right, and unfortunately, and we're about to go into the draw here now, and um, I should mention the Storm are the hardest team to uh, score supercoach points against, 42.05 per player in a game. They're giving up, which is easily the least. The Tigers are the worst, 51.19. They play each other twice in the first five rounds. So not a great sign for, for West Tigers, unfortunately. They've got a tough draw, Ryan. You've been looking through it um, a little bit here in, pre- in preparation for tonight's show, and you've got a couple of teams that you know we've got to keep a, might have to keep a close eye on, particularly looking in those first rounds, the opening rounds, because they're the easiest probably to predict rather than look at the whole um, 24 rounds. Yeah, that's right. Um, it'll be the show that never lasted, that never ended if we uh, <laughs> went, the, went for the whole 24. Um, but look, you mentioned the Tigers before. They got a horrendous um, draw, uh, super coach wise as well as uh, just in general. Um, the other team that is going to struggle, um, if we're going on points, is the Titans. Now, look, they take the, the Raiders, and the Raiders um, give up 44.6. Um, but then the Titans have a chance here with the Warriors because the Warriors give up 49.3 um, in round two. And then the Titans have the Dragons, who are, uh, again, quite miserly with 44.9. And the Broncos, who are a little bit higher at 46.1, but still, um, you know, in that top top six uh so, look, the Titans have a tough draw. Um, the Bulldogs and the, the Rabbitohs have an up-and-down draw. Um, you have uh, the... I'm just going to go backwards for the Rabbits. In round five, they play the Dragons, and the Dragons are the fourth. Uh, you know, they give away the fourth least points. Um, and then going back through it, you, you get them up against the Bulldogs, who are a little bit higher in 46, but still, you know... Hardly, um, you know, leaking points. Then they've got the Sea Eagles, and but the Sea Eagles are like now 47. So now the, the Rabbitohs are starting to, you know, get, you know, up up against equal teams, which is going to be interesting when teams are quite even in terms of what they give away. The game can either go into, you know, a totally low-scoring um Super coach game, or you get those games where one or two players dominate to blow out, and you know, obviously the yeah the the uh, you know gold star players are going to do the going to do the business there. Um, look, the other guys, uh, the Bulldogs, um, have that up and down thing. They've got the Storm, and they've got the Roosters too. Um, 
pretty difficult teams to score against. Uh, they've also got the Panthers, which are mid, mid-table. And then they've got the Rabbitohs, uh, which are also mid-table. Well, they're, sorry, they're more towards their bottom of the table. Um, so it's for those teams, it's the up and down thing. So it's going to be one of those things where you've just got to, like it is every season, you've really got to have a look at who you're playing mm. and have a look at what's provided, the information provided by sites like us, by podcasts like us. And, um, yeah, go with that. But you really got to have a look at the first five rounds because due to the uh, trade structure, the new trade structure for this season, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see just how you can um, pull three, the team. Three less trades this year, and we're about to get into this um, soon um, in greater detail, but three less trades. The thing of it is is that you want to... Last year, a lot of people made a lot of money on their salary cap. They were very astute. Some of these guys like Felice Cafusi, Corey Hawira, Naira, they just were gold. They just kept going up in price. I mean, we didn't see so many cheapies become guns, I don't think, ever in Supercoach history, certainly not since I've been involved with it. Um, you know, you do get your guns that can come out of nowhere, but usually they're mid-price players or already quite high up. And usually the cheapies you sell off, you know, once they've reached a decent price. But these guys kept coming. Even later in the year, the Eyes and Hoots, the Matt Dufferty's, they just kept coming. Um, it's not going to be as easy. If that does happen again, it won't be as easy to manipulate with three less trades. Early on, you're going to really want to be able to make some quick money and fast money. And the easiest way to do that, obviously, beyond you know, keeping an eye on opportunity and people getting an opportunity that are really cheap because they haven't played in the NRL before, secondary to that is the matchups, And we've seen it over and over again with the predictor, what happened last year with Moneyball, the, the success that the predictor showed in those daily leagues, that we can apply that to season long when it comes to prior to round one, where you know it is unlimited until kickoff, opening kickoff, and you can really try to focus on getting those guys that are going to earn you the most money in those first few weeks. And the two teams, once again, are the Roosters and Manly. They seem to be getting a golden run at the moment. The Roosters play the Tigers, the Dogs, the Knights, the Warriors and the Sharks. Only the fifth round Sharks is a tough out supercoach-wise based on last year's stats. Obviously, some things can change. But you would imagine that we talked about that back line for the Roosters already. They'll be racking up the points both on the field and supercoach-wise. Manly, well, they're in a bit of disarray off the field. Will that harm them? It's a shame Andrew's not here because he'll probably want to tell us, you know, they love it back. Yeah, they love it when it's everyone's against them. That's how Manly, you know, when 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 they can gel together and with the rest of the world at them. So they could do the same thing. And playing teams like Knights, yes, the Eels are mid-round, but um, a mid-table for giving up Supercoach points. But Knights, Rabbits, and Gold Coast are in that top first five games for them. So great opportunity for the Manly. And then the interesting one is the Dragons because they've got two very tough games early, the Broncos and the Sharks. So a couple of people might get hot or might be keen on Dragons players and they might have a slow start and people might be getting off them. And then suddenly it's Gold Coast, Newcastle and the Rabbitohs. So maybe if you like a couple of St George players, you don't get them straight away, but you look to bring them in after the first price um, decrease 
in the third, going into the third round, and then you you pick them up for Knights, Rabbitohs, and hopefully on the back of a good game against the Titans, so you're going to get a good, you know, a couple of round, get get a good increase there. Uh, I should mention, as part of the show, of course, you can. Um, Go follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros if you don't already. The website www.supercoachpros.com. You'll see everything there in regards to our app and and stuff that we did last year with the recaps, previews, etc. You can still find that stuff online. We will be launching a brand new app heading into the new year, um, so that's something that we'll talk more about with the preseason podcast. But you'll also see it see it advertised on our website and on Twitter www.supercoachpros.com and even Facebook. You can like us on Facebook there as well, Supercoach Pros. Uh, Supercoach changes. This will be the last thing we'll talk about tonight. Just uh, three stats added to the Supercoach scoring. Um, intercept taken plus five, uh, but that only is if it's a clean interception. The attacking player held up in goal. This is a big one, I think, Pete, because not only do you get the tackle... Um, you're also given a held-up stat of plus three, so suddenly one tackle will be worth four. Yeah, it's um, it's something that's becoming more and more common in rugby league is the hold-up over line. I remember years ago, Matty Singh was about the, from the Roosters was about one of the, the few <laughs> players that could do it, and now it's become commonplace. I'm I'm not really sure about it, honestly, because a player I like the idea of players being rewarded for things in SuperCoach, but because the you know these days where the players are quite often can end up being dragged into the end goal to to basically reset the, the defence to put them back That's to right. ten metre line. I'm not I'm not sure whether I really agree. Yeah, me with them Getting an extra three points, maybe an extra one rather than three. I think it's a bit over the top myself. Could have a couple of blowouts um, there with a couple of players. You like you say, just sort of walk, walking into the end goal rather than actually holding them up per se. Kick that goes dead minus three. That's going to be a hard one um, because sometimes these dominant playmakers who we rely on, a guy like Sean Johnson, Gareth Widdop last year, some massive points in them. But you know when they're touching the ball that many times, they can also be prone to just kicking the ball a little bit too long and and minus three you get three or four of those in a game and suddenly a really good score is just a good score or a pass score is actually below average so I'm a little bit worried about that one as well and we can only really know by playing them out because obviously we don't have the stats uh, from prior years to go into those three um, stats numbers unfortunately. The trades well last year there was 40 trades but as I said earlier in the show only 37 this year because um, one of the buy rounds is now an origin round, so there's actually only one time in the year where players that you own from a particular club will be missing in action while Supercoach is counting. So they've got rid of three trades to sort of uh, change that, I guess, allow for that fact or not allow for that fact because it's not happening anymore. But then they've added this interesting one, a super trade week, Ryan, where between rounds and 15 and 16, when the NRL has its standalone origin game, so a total buy for all 16 clubs, uh, you can make five trades in one round. You don't now, you know, if you don't have enough, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you've been saving enough of them at this time of year, you could really retool your roster. Yeah, that's a huge reset button. Um <laughs> I've seen on Twitter already that uh, a couple of the hardliners for Supercoach uh, did not like that at all. Um, but the rules are rules. And, um, yeah, the super, the super trade round is going to be interesting because 
is it going to be a case of where you're putting all your eggs into, you know, yeah. the one basket early on, and then um, once that once that trade window hits, then you're going to uh, build up for the finals, or are you just using it just to, you know, move one or two players around, um, you know, try and get that try and get that extra gun in there? It's going to be very interesting, especially considering there's less trades as well, but not the three four trade rounds. The buy rounds that are still involved, one each club will be will miss one sort of regular supercoach week of action. They it's gonna be easier to really manipulate that and still have seventeen. You know, I've seen times where you get thirteen on the field, you know, and oh well, I'm happy having thirteen playing. Should be able to get seventeen yep. with these with the five because you plan in advance that the eight teams that are going to be off first before the super trade week um, you know, you probably don't have that many guys in them, or you, you're offloading those as you as you get towards sort of origin and the buy, the first lot of buyers, and then in the super trade week, you just totally flip the switch and bring in guys from those clubs and, and take out the others. And you know, something we'll probably target when we do our advice for buy rounds and origin, which we'd like to get in quite early. We may even may even sort of analyse it for the one of the pre-season podcasts for you because it could be important well it will be an important thing to know for our for for our starting roster guys that about does it for the show uh, I think we've we've done well it's very warm today here in in Sydney perhaps a lot of Australia and uh, I think I'm ready to get the fan and <laughs> Just about done from the from the hot computer. I'm sure you guys are the same, Pete. Thanks very much, mate. And uh, we'll have a good Chrissy and New Year, and we'll be chatting a lot more once January hits. That's exactly right. Have a good Christmas, New Year, everybody. And uh, yeah, send looking forward to the new season already. Ryan, thank you very much as well. Have a great Christmas and New Year, and uh, see you in yeah. 2018. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, good Christmas. Have a good Christmas, everyone else. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next year. And Andrew will be back next year as well, as will Pat Lyons from Could You Bay Health and Injury Care. I am Paulie G, Paul Grzadka, and this is Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast with you for the off-season podcast. And uh, we will sign off for now. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. If you're travelling, stay safe uh, during the holiday period and, you know, take take it easy on the roads, especially and we will talk to you in the new year. Bye for now.